This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro, and here's our Week in Review for September 24th, 2010. In testimony before the House Armed Services Committee, the head of the military's recently formed Cyber Command, General Keith Alexander, says the American military is not prepared to defend the nation's critical IT infrastructure. That's 85% owned and operated by the private sector from a massive cyber attack. It is not my mission to defend today the entire nation. Our mission in Cyber Command is to defend the Defense Department networks. If we are tasked by either the Secretary or the President to defend those networks, then we'd have to put in place the capabilities to do that. But today, we could not. direct on it. If an attack were to go against the power grids right now, the defense of that would rely heavily on commercial industry to protect it. If commercial industry had the signatures and the, and the capabilities in place to weed out that attack, then they would be successful. The issue that you're really getting to is what happens when an attacker comes in with an unknown capability. That unknown capability would have the ability to shut down either the banks or the power grid if it got through. So to defend against that, we need to come up with a more, without my terms, a more dynamic or active defense that puts into place those capabilities that we need to defend in a crisis. And Alexander says the Cyber Command, Department of Homeland Security, and Obama administration, under the leadership of Cybersecurity Coordinator Howard Schmidt, are working on such a plan. And now, from our blogs, in which I note that cybersecurity has been a truly bipartisan issue in Congress. But measures aimed at enhancing the protection of military IT systems fell victim to political squabbling over the repeal of the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy on gays in the military. Republicans who oppose a section of the National Defense Authorization Act that would have rescinded Don't Ask, Don't Tell successfully blocked continuation of debate on the entire bill, which also includes provisions to substantially strengthen military cyber defenses. The defense bill, though stalled, isn't necessarily dead. It could come up for a vote in a lame duck session of Congress after the midterm elections, when Don't Ask, Don't Tell won't be as politically charged. I'll be back with our featured interview after this. Are you responsible for your agency's regulatory compliance program? Do cybercrime, data breaches, or endpoint security keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the GovInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit GovInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. And now, our featured interview. Paul Rosenzweig was among many former top government officials to applaud the Obama administration's quick start in addressing the nation's information security challenges and making cybersecurity a top national security priority. But the one-time Deputy Assistant Secretary for Policy at the Department of Homeland Security characterizes the current White House approach to cybersecurity as confused, unfocused, and disconnected. I suspect actually from the outside that what happened is uh, an economic collapse, healthcare reform, and two wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, which is to say that senior executives in, in Washington have only a limited bandwidth within which to deal with significant problems. And though the administration 
administration seemed to have come to power with the idea that cybersecurity would be one of those critical pieces that would get a good fraction of bandwidth. Circumstances pretty much seem to have shortened that ability. Another thing that I think has happened is the very typical Washington thing. One expects or hopes for greater centralized control of our cyber policy, and, and what one perceives from the outside is that in the crafting of a cyber coordinator position in the White House, the degree of actual power that the position got got eroded quite a bit, and that made the position less attractive, and that made it hard to find somebody who wanted the job. There we are. Was Howard Schmidt doomed from the get-go? Doomed is a strong word. Look, in Washington, nobody is doomed and nobody is a star. He has a very hard job in front of him, especially populating a White House where they can't quite decide whether cybersecurity is a national security issue or an economic issue. Until that fundamental choice is made and not compromised by saying it's both, you can't settle on an approach to cybersecurity. You've got to take a view, either view, actually. And I have one I prefer, but I'd be happy with, uh, with either view, just not no view. To hear more from Rosenzweig and listen to other podcast interviews, as well as to read compelling articles and blogs about government cybersecurity, visit govinfosecurity.com. That's it for this week. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening and enjoy your weekend. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.